Jackson. She was the greatest piece of ass I've ever had, and I've had them all over the world. And then Johnny Fontaine comes along with his olive oil voice and giddy charm. And she runs off. Of course I know who you are. You think I'd have you come into my son's life without checking you out? But I hired you for your abilities as a teacher, not as a fortune teller. Now, don't give me any arguments. The ice is gonna break! Vino Verifala. I take what argues. Creda juda sotella non ego. Ventus Stutorum. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. What do you think I am, huh? What do you think I am, fucking worm like you? I told you, right? I told you, don't fuck with me. I told you, no fucking kids. No, but you wouldn't listen. Well, you stupid fuck. Look at you now. How do you know of Jarrell? Well, my fullness, as I explained to you before, I'm about the best there is. Revenge. Well, hold it, Super. What, what were you two doing? In the shit house, in the dark. Were you going down on him? What's the matter with you? Tomorrow. No tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow! Welcome, folks, to the latest and long-overdue episode of Radio Karate. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, and we're back. Me, Carrie, Derek, a.k.a. Daryl, and Wayne, <laughs> we're here to tell you about what we've been seeing, we, what, what bullshit pop culture films we've seen over the last little while. So how are you guys all doing? Good, thanks. Doing all right. Hanging in there. <laughs> okay. So first thing for a change, guys, I wanted to show them and actually record us watching the Morbius trailer together. And I'm going to turn down the volume a bit, but I uh, want to make sure you guys can hear it. And I want to be able to hear anytime you guys want to just chime in with something, please tell me. Uh, because uh, <laughs> I, I saw this. I showed it to my students. They didn't know what the fuck it was. They I, when I, I remember the last podcast we all did together, I said they got to go down this Whoa! <laughs> that was, was a, that? Did you, that was like a uh, like a break. Waves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is like a a beanbag chair kind of thing. Wayne's adding his own special effects, guys. Uh, sound effects. So, I think Wayne's at his beach house. I remember saying that uh, that they have to go this Night Stalkers route. They got to go the Ghost Rider and get dark and dirty and rated R. But this is a PG-13 film they've decided to make, Morbius. And when I showed the trailer to my students, they looked at it like they were looking at, I don't know, the original Brady Bunch, uh, you know, uh, movie or something like that. Like the trailer did nothing for them. And it shouldn't because who the fuck knows about Morbius except comic geeks, real comic geeks. Yeah, so, longtime Spider Spider Man fans. Exactly. I, when, so, he, I think he was back last time I saw him around was when they had the um, big vampire kick at Marvel. Uh huh. With when Twilight, you know, way back then. Yeah, trying to get on that. But he, anyway, this is this is what they've decided to come out with. Thank <laughs> you. 
Are you a doctor? Oh, for fuck's sake. I am a doctor. <laughs> the only thing I ever bought this guy as was it was an HIV HIV patient in that in that Dallas Buyers Club. People all over the world have my disease. <laughs> to find a key. He just looks like such we a fruit. The boundaries. Take the risks. If you're gonna run, do it now. You've been missing for two months. When you're a stranger. Then you were found on a container ship that washed up off a long island. Faces look ugly. That sounds like exactly how they found the script as well. It was washed up somewhere. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I can tell this is going to be a... this. Maybe it's not going to be a bomb. What's your guys' take so far? We're a minute into the trailer. I don't even know that I want to go any further. I'm already bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sony seems very desperate to create this... Spider-Man universe using yes. characters that really don't they don't mean jack shit without Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> being well, this is Well, Sony's do, they're doing the Venom stuff too, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. So, they're going to try and the people have said that the this is very Venom-esque and I still haven't seen either Venom and I have no desire to because I just you know, I haven't even seen the fucking Spider-Man ones. That's how bad I am. The No Way Home or the latest trailer. That one actually looks half decent, but I didn't see the new ones with Tom Holland, except for when he's in the Avengers, because I just have no interest. When you're alone. What did you do to yourself, Doctor? I wish I knew. from dying to being more alive than ever. It worked. Not exactly. I have increased strength and speed and some form of bat radar. What else can I do? There are limits. There has to be. There's something inside of me. The hunt and consume blood. Can you control it? I don't know. Half the city wants to kill you. We haven't had anything this good since that thing in San Francisco. The other half wants to control you. Hey, uh, Dr. Mike, you and I should stay in touch. Jesus. <laughs> Save a life. But I don't know what I'm capable of. You save lives, you don't take them. Are you kidding? What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> What's that? What the fuck does that even mean? You're a vampire, but you save lives, you don't take them. He needs to drink blood. It's, uh, I'm well, assuming. He's a- they're talking about him as a doctor, like being a doctor yeah. first, you know, kind of, you know, but he's not even that kind of doctor. He's like a <laughs> hematologist, like a biochemist or something. It's not like he's working in an emergency. Yeah, he's not like a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they made him. A, maybe they made him an MD like Dr. Strange as well. And so they include Michael Keaton, who's with well, the vulture, right? In the latest uh, Spider-Man just films. This, just read that Keaton's doing extra reshoots specifically for this movie. Oh well, that must be it. Must be that shitty. Yeah, considering it comes out in January and you're doing reshoots oh, right now. 
They must be trying to bump up the Spider-Man connection by having it. Oh, God. Or to destroy it. Are you, man? I am. I don't. Oh, there's kidding. It's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. Yeah, I'm. What's that? Why is he talking like that? I have no idea. There's an, there's an affectation to the way Leto's speaking that seems very. Kind of sound like, like Rain Man. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is that for? That affectation is for our benefit. But you know, because... he's got. Yeah, he does that in a lot of his movies. I, I just rewatched the other day um, Blade Runner 2049, okay. and I, I forgot he was in it. And then in his scenes, he has this weird affectation with his voice and his just entire presentation. I don't know. He's got. Do you guys remember that? He was the, the, at, um, like, the the company that took over Tyrell and he had like his eyes were like clouded over. I don't know if he was blind. I, I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember it. I I didn't see it, so I can't say. But I re- remember <laughs> thinking uh, immediately, why the fuck, for example, Christian Bale doing that voice thing for Bane? Was it the was it the one the Batman Bane one film? Uh, the bark, the dark, the whatever. What was that one? I, that's how. That's how much little I cared about that fucking movie. But I just remember the one he did with Anne Hathaway, and uh, uh, and he did. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> this is acting. I think he he took it literally, like in the comic. Wait, you mean Lido or I mean, I I mean Bane? actors who do that, like they adopt an Leto affectation. Or... Leto doing this is how's it different from oh. Christian Bale doing? A gruff Batman, you know. Oh, they they made fun of him in South Park for that. That that was really <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I was gonna say, uh, let's let's go right into. Um, uh, let's start with. Um, why don't we start with Dune first? Because uh, I, I, from what I understand, almost everybody's going to be on on call for uh, giving this a thumbs up. Let's just go clockwise according to my Skype. Wayne, what do you give it out of ten? Dune. Oh, out of ten, um, I like eight. This, um, I just read the book like right before you know I saw the movie, mm-hmm. and um, I mean there's a lot of stuff that they edited out, but uh, that was that was fine with me. It's um, I thought it was done well. Mm-hmm. And had really you read the book? It. Had you read the book ages ago and just reread it, or was it yeah. the first time you read it? I I tried to read it in like around in high school, but I just couldn't get through it. And, yeah. But now it's now it's easy to read for some reason. Maybe because I read more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so eight out of 10. What about you, Carrie? You got a chance to see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know me. I was I was there opening night. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, lucky I chair. would give it. Yeah. <laughs> I would give it a nine. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it will get into to some critiques, but for the most part, uh, it was I thought it was great. It was spectacular. And um you know, I, I mentioned uh, Blade Runner 2049. I rewatched it be specifically because of uh, Villeneuve, the, the director, and wanted to kind of see the, the differences. I mean, he was he was really forced to stay within the context of the of the source material. So he mm-hmm. 
like go off on these wild five minute um, setup shops shots like he did in uh, in Blade Runner, and it and it really showed. But he, I think he did a, I think he did a very good job, and he stuck fairly close to the material. And and admittedly, Dune's a very hard book to you know turn into a film, especially a film for the masses that are you know who are going to be you know catch any of the of the of the you know sub context i mean it's pretty dense would you say um because i remember i do remember i know stupid question to ask you if you'd seen it because i knew i didn't know if you had your lucky chair like wayne does but um you had high expectations <laughs> for this especially considering the uh D- david lynch you know kind of debacle of the first one which is the only dune i saw up until this one actually and i never read the books so did this one was it better than you thought or were you expecting it to be shit no, I, it was better. It was better than I thought. I mean, and, and I liked, I mean, uh, Lynch's Dune was my introduction to Dune. Like I, I was, let me think, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I was in my late teens, early twenties. And when Dune, when Lynch's Dune came out in 84 and, you know, so I didn't read it in high school, like the, the rest of the nerds did. So, um, you know, I yeah, I was just kind of like mesmerized by it. I really liked Lynch's version of it. Have you watched it recently? I tried to, and it I just can't anymore. Yeah, <laughs> this, this new one has really kind of supplanted it. Yeah, no, I watched it after after the new yeah. one, and um, but it's still. I mean, the special effects are like you know 1984, but um, but the style to it I like, like the old you know the old timey kind of. Right. Yeah. Art Deco kind of, I don't know what you want to, you know, mm-hmm. upholstery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the di- set, the, yeah. Set. Yeah. Set design. Set design yeah. and all that. And that's what, awesome. that's what saves it. Yeah. 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 Uh, D- but, Derek, what about you, man? Uh, yeah. I, I, I yeah, imagine that, you give it some oh, high, high, I, I imagine you gave it uh, high marks. I'd give it probably like an eight. Really not having any knowledge, I have to give it a, also a solid eight, if not higher, because um, in fact, I was pleasantly surprised because I only knew from the 84 movie. And even then, I wasn't a huge thing, a huge, huge, huge fan. But the visual style, it, it really had that feel of the first Total Recall in terms of they when they used that was the last time they kind of used miniatures to create a whole um environment that looked like otherworldly and nowadays it would be cgi and that was cgi i'm certain but it didn't look it i hate when i hate when people movies get caught out using cgi like in gladiator like the tigers being you know like the the cgi in gladiator was so shitty uh for the some of the effects and the blood that it 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 was kind of jarring you're you're left going okay now i'm watching a movie you know that expression when they say oh i caught him acting and that means, you know, that it, you've um, <laughs> the magic is kind of gone. Uh, I liked it a lot, actually. And I was just I was only pissed off that it wasn't the complete story. I was still waiting for, you know, Sting to come out and with the Gom Jabbar. And, you know, um, but I, he, 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 I, they wanted to make it. I, I heard I read somewhere that Villeneuve was pissed. They released it on um, was it HBO Max? Yeah. Oh, yeah, everyone was pissed off about the HBO yeah. Max. Yeah, he All was. The producers and directors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because you... from what from what they understood, from what I understood, they thought if it didn't perform well, they wouldn't release a sequel, and that would have been catastrophe for Dune fans. Did you guys all see it in the theater? Right, 
Right, but they did they did pick it up. Yeah, I saw. I, I went to see it twice. I saw it twice, and I'd like to see it again before it's gone. Yeah, I you you have to you have to see it in the theater. I mean, there's yeah. no other way. I mean, I can't imagine watching it on HBO Max. You know, it's crazy. Well, yeah, I watched six five inch television. It looked perfectly fine <laughs> on, on HBO Max. <laughs> did you did you deliberately stand like six feet in front of it to make sure that you know you felt like you were in the front row? No, um, I watched it on a twenty four inch yeah. monitor, you and I was I was fine with it. Uh, I was fine with uh, watching it that way. But I prefer IMAX treatment, absolutely, and sound especially. Um, but uh, I, well, I, you know, maybe I, if you use binoculars, it would work. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> or those. What do they? What do they call those? I don't know if they're binoculars. What are they in the operas you've seen in movies? They put that that one handled oh. thing to their not a monocle, obviously. Um, oh, the opera, opera glasses. glasses. Yeah, opera glass. I guess opera, opera glass. glasses. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you need that. Uh, I was just talking to my sister, who's big in movies, <laughs> and she loved it as well. And she had no expectations, so she said, "Give it like a nine out of ten for sure." So I think over, across the board. Um, what the, the the general consensus is good. All the ratings are good, but um, the company, the film company, said they they, they had regardless if it if it performed well on HBO Max. In other words, viewing wise, they were going to greenlight a sequel anyway. But everybody, I don't think other people knew that. I don't think fans knew that, and that's why they were up in arms about it. Because if they lost the box office money, then they figured, oh God, we won't get a sequel, and that would piss a lot of people off. It did well in both, though, didn't it? It was like massively viewed on HBO Max, and it did well at the box office. I think so. Didn't uh, didn't Villeneuve? Did he um, direct Mad Max as well? Yeah. Okay, if he directed that, and that did very well, that one got such great reviews. I can't imagine there wasn't a built-in audience for this. Not even just Dune fans, but fans of him. I don't think he. He had man. he had some uh, you know Blade Runner fans too. I think. Blade Runner, fuck, that was it too. Jesus, his, his, yeah, that means that, that means he was the perfect person to do this, pretty much. Which I did watch recently, and I did not like that Blade Runner. Yeah, but he the sequel. <laughs> I, yeah. see, the, the reason I like but that he, is because he came out of the theater feeling like whacked out. <laughs> it was like no, it was like you were drugged or something when there, it had a weird feel to it that. When you left the theater, it was like you were like high or something. It was strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. I, I still haven't seen the original Blade Runner, what, so I have Blade I, Runner. <laughs> or Dune. yeah, the the sequel. The was it twenty fifty four or something? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, it the, well, the it, new Blade Runner. It it really, I think the problem was the problem was in Villeneuve really, although he does. He's got a habit of setting up shot, shots and lingering on them. Like, look how fantastic this cinematography yeah. is that I'm showing you people. Yeah. But the premise of that movie was really stupid, that you could have bioengineered humans reproduce. Or, you know, it's like, huh? Yeah. I did. Yeah, I did notice like, okay. that he he he. Right. The, it, I've, I don't think I'd seen the other films, but um, this one you're right. There were a lot of long shots, and but I felt they added to the whole mystique because um, if you were, I, I tried to tried to approach watching this as if I was um, a newcomer to Dune, and 
and as far as I understood, Dune originally inspired Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it went, yeah. and as we know, as we know, Star Wars yeah. is just you know the greatest written film ever. Um, but <laughs> but the idea that if if you went in, it's hard to go in as an older film viewer and and um, completely go in neutral. It's just so much. It, there's so many influences. Rotten Tomatoes. You get things on your phone telling you, oh, this is out, and the reviews are in. And it's almost like you know, if you want to you want to see the sports, the Super Bowl, the day after, but not hear what happened try to get away from social media and it's almost impossible. Well, I, I did it right. with, um, I did it with no time to die. I avoided everything to do with that movie and I'm glad I did. But because, do and I, I saw things here and there. Okay. Well, with no time to die, first of all, how many of you guys have seen, have you guys all seen it? That's another one on my list. I saw that and I avoided all spoilers by going on a Thursday night to go see it. So. <laughs> yeah. Carrie, have well, you seen it? No one I in the theater and no spoilers, so it was great. So should we tell people that there's spoilers if we're going to talk about it? <laughs> well, I mean, the cat's out of the bag. You can just you <laughs> yeah. throw, a rock, throw a rock, you're going to hit spoilers at this point. Right. So, and I usually watch the end of the, uh, the read at the end of a book before I start it. So, uh, I, and I'm not, if a movie is online, I look at the ending too. <laughs> I love to spoil it. I don't have any problem with that. Um, so... Did you guys did you guys enjoy? It? Did you think it was worth it? Better was it the best of the um, uh, Craig? Um, yeah, Jesus Christ! Ab- what am I? Absolutely, Daniel Craig uh, Bonds. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Uh, uh, um, Skyfall is really good, but I, I like this even more. Never mind uh-huh. that there was a, it was a long movie, but it's not boring. That's key, Derek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't my favorite. I think I liked. I think I like Skyfall better and Casino Royale better. But this mm-hmm. one comes in like third. Um, I think my biggest issue with it was that for the Craig Bond ending, like most of, it was, most of the stuff that was going on was about that French woman and not mm-hmm. James Bond. Like if they would have just, instead of killing uh, Blofeld and made everything that was happening be Blofeld trying to kill Bond – by using the French woman and Bond's little bastard, then I would have thought maybe <laughs> then it would have been better because it would have been focused on James Bond. But this is basically Frenchie LaRue's story with James in tow. And it, you know, that, that was the only thing that bothered me about the film. I didn't even mind it. They blew him up at the end. Uh, so, in case you haven't seen it, guys, um, uh, no, oh, yeah, no, I you, no, you don't everything. have to. <laughs> it's on home video. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think um, there used to be a uh, ritual for a friend of mine when he was uh, still over here. And he uh, whenever a new Bond film would come out, we would definitely go to see it together. But we last one we saw before he went back to Canada was Quantum of Solace. It was so long ago and it was such a piece of shit. Yeah, that, that's uh, not good. It really is one of the worst Bonds. And, it, and then it was yeah. during the writer's strike when I found out that they had to do the work themselves. Like Daniel Craig had a hand in the script after the fact because – they couldn't. They didn't want to cross the picket lines. They decided, well, I'm not part of SAG, so I can do this. Uh, and the it director, was, it was really, it was really short. The director pissed me off right from the get go with that shaky cam. You couldn't see anything. Um, I don't know if you tried to watch it again. I, I watched them all recently, like all the Daniel Craig ones, and um, just the beginning of it. There's a car chase, and you can't see anything. Just flashes. <laughs> It's like the Transformers or something. Right. That's, that's what you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say it was like the Transformers. 
It yeah, was, uh, you never, yeah. Lots of quick cuts and shaky cams. Like, uh, have you guys ever seen that clip from, uh, I forget what the Liam Neeson movie it is, but it's supposed to be Liam Neeson and he's jumping over a fence. But because he's a thousand years old, they took what is basically a 15 second scene of Liam Neeson jumping over a fence. And there's like 47 edits in it. So it's cut all to hell. Of course. <laughs> to just to give you the illusion that he's actually leaping over a fence without breaking a hip. I think some I can't might have even been Artie who said one time that that's that's the one thing to kill a comedy is too many edits. And I think it's the way to kill any film is too many edits. Yeah. When you see it, you're you're always looking at okay, so where's the bullshit? You're you're looking for the bullshit. You're looking for the stool to make the guy look taller. You're looking for, you know, the uh the uh lighting like the fake lighting to make him look well lit in the scene where seemingly it's at night. Um, it just, it, you lose the magic basically. So, so what do you guys, uh, when you compare, how does the, <laughs> we know that it compares more than favorably to the David Lynch film, which David Lynch has sort of disowned now, I guess. Um, and he, cause he complained that, uh, they wouldn't give him final cut and that there's more to the original. Um, how do you guys compare the two and can you compare the two, the Villeneuve version and the David Lynch version? Uh, Wayne, I, um, I, I would like to see a, a full version of what he did. Um, I, and like I said, I had no problem with it. Maybe because I it hit me just at the right time. I mm-hmm. think I was like seven, seventeen mm-hmm. when it came out, yeah. and um, that's when I went and got the book. Um, but yeah, the, the new one. The other thing too is they added in some scenes that weren't in the um, in the book into this movie that I thought looked really well. Um, the whole when they were turning over the planet, I don't remember that being in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that that added scene. They took out like a political scene, like with in the book where um, they were around a table, you know, talking politics, and you can understand. I guess it was shot, but it was taken out of the film. Yeah, and, um, I was. That's okay because you know, it kind of it would would have been nice to have it. Maybe we'll get it in the the Blu-ray or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got to see it. I was lucky. I got to see it on the. Um, the what they call X plus at my theater. It's like the extra big scene um, screen. Got my um, F seven seat and as yeah. usual is back. <laughs> and um, so I actually I saw all these movies in that um, that have come out recently. But um, so yeah, but you you have to see it big. That's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, what about you, Carrie? Well, I um, th- there were there were a couple of things I thought they that Villeneuve did well, but that like he and Lynch kind of, uh, well, that Lynch actually did a little bit better on. And one of those was like the, the Mintats, like in Lynch's Dune. Um, oh God, what, I can't remember the actor who played Thufur Hawat, but Freddie Jones, that was his name. He's a, a an, an older English actor and Brad Dorff played the Harkonnen's, Mintat, who was Peter DeVries. And in Villeneuve's Dune, uh, you got a little bit of, um, and I thought the actor that played Thufur Hawat did a good job, but the 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 actor that played um, Peter DeVries, the, the carry, it was really underdeveloped. You know, I'm like, man, they could have done so, so much more. But then at the same time, it's hard to beat Brad Dorff at anything. I mean, that guy's, that guy's just it's great. But, you know, for, for casual fans, I mean, for people that have read the book or, or seen uh, Lynch's Dune, you know what men tats are. But, you know, for people like 
person I was sitting next to when I was watching it, my wife, she had no idea what was going on with the guy when his eyes started rolling back yeah. in his head and he started talking about numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, what the hell's <laughs> the guy? Did you have a seizure? What's going on? Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> so, it was so, you know, it was so but, short um, that most people wouldn't have known because it's so short. It just his eyes rolled to the back of his head and they you wouldn't know unless you read the book. Yeah. Uh, Derek. Right, right. And what what's what's oh, cur- what's interesting too is, I, oh, that's a, that's okay. I saw an edit there, and you can watch. There are a lot of if you go on YouTube, you can watch the edits or the cuts that uh, were lifted out of Lynch's Dune that should have been in the movie. And um, yeah, you're right. I mean, if if they should give Lynch whatever he wants to do his own version, but that's pro- it's probably never going to happen. But anyway. There, I also saw a cut or an outtake from Villeneuve's Dune, and it was the same. Uh, and, and, and Wayne would remember this from the book. Thufir got captured by the Harkonnens after that takeover, and they didn't show it in either movie. I mean, we may see it in part two, but I know like a lot of Dune maniacs were like kind of upset about that, like kind of the yeah. development of, of that part of the story. Um, would you guys say, and then I'm going to ask Derek what, you, what your take was, would, but I want to ask this one just leading into that. Would you guys say that um, this is definitely a film that would be better with anything that they deleted, or do you think it's fine as it is? Uh, it's it's really long, so I don't think there's much that was left on the editing room floor. You never know these that, days. But if there is, especially considering that they showed it on HBO Max and the way HBO Max did with Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's possible we will get the extended version once it's like out of theaters completely and it comes to HBO Max only. So mm-hmm. there's a director's cut. We could still get it. Yeah, uh, because I, I always figure they have more in the can, even though at two hours and 30 minutes, yeah, it's a long film. But I didn't find it felt like two and a half hours. And that's, I think, the key to a good movie. Well, that's uh, Wayne, what that. That's what happened with the, those Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings movies were three hours, and you felt it by the end. Oh, You'd be yeah. exhausted, you know. And um, <laughs> I, I have no problem seeing a three-hour movie if it keeps moving along. Yeah. And, and this, this did this. Did, um, so if they added the, you know, the the political scene around the table thing um, later on, I'd, I'd be happy to see it. You know, it wouldn't. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to pay for a three-hour movie. Um, as long as it's it, as long as it moves along. Well, um, yeah, the ticket no, the ticket prices aren't prorated. You're not paying yeah. more for three hours. <laughs> well, no, no time to die. How how long was that? That that was really long, and that that moved along. Yeah, yeah uh, pacing was, is so, so key. Yeah, it was like yeah. two hours thirty minutes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no time to kill. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Carrie, what about you? Uh, if there's more, like, let's say there's a half hour in the can, are you in? Are you all for it? Or are you saying like, nah, it's probably probably was better. It was out. Well, you know, I was reading an article about Villeneuve, and he he's you know how some directors, I guess like Lynch and other directors, they they want that final cut. There's more to the movie and this and that, and then there's pressure from the producers rather than the director to make the cuts or whatever. Um, yeah. Villeneuve, from what I read, like he, what he puts out, that's it. Like he's not a big director's cut person. You know I what see. I mean? So yeah, I don't know if, if, if that's going to happen, you know, and like hopefully he doesn't get pissed off <laughs> 
pissed off like Lynch did, and there's an Alan Smithy HBO Max version of Dune. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it it was fine the way it was. Like I said, it's really, you know, it's a nine out of ten for me. And the the only reason why it's not a ten out of ten is just being a Dune nerd nitpicking. That's that's all. You know, it's it it was fine the way it was, and we're going to get a whole second movie. So, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm trying to think of films that actually benefited from extra footage, and there's not a lot of them, but the ones that are, I think, are substantial, like The Outsiders. There was a, a, an extra 20 minutes or so that they added to it in um, on DVD cut, and they took out um, Nino Rota's uh, score, and they added contemporary music. And I had got a huge argument with this nerd, film nerd, who claimed that, you know, it was way better with the original score, and I go... Um, you could argue that, but I think with the period music, they chose correct. They chose good music anyway, and it it, it was fine. Like I didn't notice it at being that jarring. But the extra footage, the twenty minutes extra, was more exposition. Like it was, you know, how Adrian Brody got cut out of the Thin Red Line, but didn't know it and went to the premiere, <laughs> and uh, he was, you know, featured in it, but he was completely cut out of the movie. And imagine how I would have fucking strangled the director at that point. At least tell me so I can just not go. Um, and then um, also uh, the plantation scene in um, Apocalypse Now, which a lot of people I know don't like, but I, I prefer the Redux. I liked more. I, I loved more of that film. With this, um, I mean, for the sequel, now pretty much everybody's dead. They can. It will be cheaper to make the sequel as far as actors. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much everyone's dead except, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hadn't thought about the bottom line there. But you might well, be that's, right. that's why I was I was when I was sitting in the theater, I was like, well, pretty much everybody's dead. So at least they can give us a sequel. And, you know, that that will come in on less money if it doesn't perform. You know, what about uh, casting? Do you guys think they they're both like how do you think each film, each version did in terms of casting? What do you where do you think they did went better than the other? Or were they even Steven? What, what are your thoughts, Derek? Um, I think. All right. I think uh, the Baron was probably the only place where I thought casting was a win for Lynch. Uh-huh. Even just just yeah. casting the way the character was developed, because the Baron was disgusting in Lynch's movie, and <laughs> in was. this new one, he was just <laughs> he was just evil. And I wanted more. Like I wanted I wanted to have the same gross, fat, pretty much pedophile <laughs> in the Lynch movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. draining blood out of people's nipples and trying to bone the sting. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I wanted yeah. that creepy guy instead yeah. of just uh, basically a human blimp floating around <laughs> like it was in the new movie. Like, I needed more awfulness from the new Baron. Uh, the Lynch one had, like, most of them, they were, like, look like, like gay Irish or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, like, redheads. Yes. <laughs> Riverdance. Like, yeah. Yeah, either glam rock or Riverdance. Those are your yeah. two choices in the Lynch movie. Carrie, everybody else you? was better. Oh, like, Duncan Hyde oh, and I, Idaho was a thousand times better in the new movie. Than in the oh, movie. yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, that maybe if they would have redone the scene. You remember when the Baron and Villeneuve's Dune came out of that I don't know what was it, oil or whatever that the Quaker, yeah. Quaker <laughs> like, Maybe if they would have had, maybe if they would have mixed in like a guy doing flowers, like in the Lynch version, he'd grab them and pulled them in and drowned them or something in that muck. That would have that would have done it. That would have been a good callback. But yeah, it, I don't know. I I was happy with the with the casting. Um, 
I know. I remember, but it, it's funny what Wayne brought up about killing off major actors. I mean, you know, I bet they pay. I bet they paid a pretty good, a pretty good uh, amount of money to to Jason Momoa, and so you don't have to worry about him anymore. You don't have to yeah. worry about him until God Emperor of Dune. That's what three books down the road. So he might not even be. He may not even be a sex symbol by then. <laughs> and Oscar Isaac doesn't come cheap either. So. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so, but I, I thought their casting was pretty good. I, I, I didn't have any complaints. I mean, I, I was a little worried going in about uh, Timothy Chalamet, but I, I thought he did fine. Or Chalamet, but I don't Chalamet. I don't know. Okay. Chalamet, ding dong. dong. It's not but, important enough to get right. <laughs> okay, and all right. This shows how out of touch I am with modern. Uh, pop culture and i'll yep. just admit it i i i don't know who zendaya or zendaya is or what she's famous for i just know she's, she's famous she's mj you know, and those right. new spider-mans right yeah she I, was uh yeah. i think she started out on disney and yeah. okay then she moved okay. into acting in the real world so she has a cd been, out too yeah, she yeah sings. Say, does she sing too She's got that yeah. show on HBO Euphoria about the teenagers all doing drugs and boning each other. Oh, it sounds like something Wiggy wouldn't watch if you paid him because there's no trans <laughs> uh, in it. She's there is trans. Game, so. It actually oh. showed her penis. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus, then he's all so over he, that. <laughs> I'm quite sure he's watching Euphoria. That's the name of the show. I'm sure he's. Wow. I haven't listened in a while, but I'm sure he watches Euphoria. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought she but did fine, too. I mean, she was, you know, a competent Chani in the in the film. I mean, you know, Lynch's Dune had some great casting uh, parts too. I don't know. I I never. I didn't. My biggest gripe with his movie was Sting. I thought I thought Sting was pretty lame, and he then that he couldn't act. You know, well, he's yeah. just Sting. You know, that was because he was the police hit just at the right time. Yes, they, they did. him into that movie. Right. And he'd right. gone he'd, he'd gone solo, I think, just about that time. And um, and was I, I don't I don't know. He was no uh, he was no Roger Daltrey and McVicker. Um, like, but uh, all I remember <laughs> Sting in that movie for is wearing that H.R. Geiger diaper. <laughs> That's yeah. <not> it. Yeah. <laughs> Wiggy was especially tuned into that. I'm certain. <laughs> like I remember nothing else about Sting. Um, well, they, in terms of the, um, I was just thinking about the, I remember the original casting, Patrick Stewart, if he didn't make it big doing films and, you know, this next generation, he would make a mint at comic cons because let's, let's, what's he been in? I Claudius Excalibur, uh, Dune, yeah. the first Dune. Yeah. He's been in, he's Professor Xavier. <laughs> he's probably got a stack of like 20 photos from, you know, like he could, he could sign a million different things and get all kinds of uh, autograph money uh, if he was really hurting uh, just by being right. in so many iconic parts. But then um, I, I was trying to think of, uh, you know, Shan Phillips in the first film, who was so fucking amazing. He, I didn't see this to me also is a mark of a good film. I never looked at this Villeneuve version and said, wow, I would have put someone else in this part. Yeah. I think well, whatever he got, it worked. The thing that's good about the Lynch film is that it's a, that's a setup for Blue Velvet because pretty much everybody <laughs> ended up in Blue Velvet. <laughs> Perfect. Even, okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, fair enough. Did do you guys want to talk about Eternals at all? I, I've heard I've not seen it uh, because I can't get a good version and, and I couldn't get to see it in the theaters. And um, I refuse to watch those awful can rip cam rips. Um, which of you guys have seen it, Wayne? Which which that what was that? Etern- Eternals. That. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it at the theater. Um, I mean, it's like something that could have been on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. like a TV movie. It's not bad. I didn't. I I liked it better than Shang Chi for sure. But um, I mean, I thought it was all right, except for the way they changed some of the characters for the comics. But you got to do that these days, you know. Well, um, I mean, if if I if I go into uh, you know bashing Jack Kirby, we 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 uh, run the risk of you know incurring the wrath of the militant. Uh, what was her oh, name? Yeah. Uh, what was the uh, uh, Gail Cap- Simone? Gail Simone crowd. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. said I said Jack Kirby was... did some ha- hacky work. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I said she ain't bad at all. <laughs> I said it Fuck once her. in a comic store, and it's like they were going to burn me as a witch. Like when I yeah. said, I, I don't, you know, you can't say that in front of some hardcore comic fans. Yeah, Kirby heads. But, um, yeah. What, Carrie, did you see the Eternals? No, no, I, I wanted to, but uh, I couldn't get my wife back into the theater. Like, <laughs> like after <laughs> Dune, you know, she's like, I get to pick the next movie. So we're we're kind of at a Mexican standoff at this point. <laughs> Derek, what about you? I saw it and it was solidly mediocre. It was just it was like mm. Chloe Zhao was the wrong person to direct this movie, even though mm. the scenery was nice. Uh her cinematography was like always was great, mm-hmm. but the film itself was overcrowded. It was stupid. The plot was the dumbest damn thing I ever saw in my life. It, okay. It had no zero stakes. They had a creature, a celestial that was in the core of the earth that burst out of the core of the earth. And they do this big shot that looked cool when they finally stop it from exploding out of the core of the earth, that it came out just enough that if you looked at the earth from out from space, you could see its hand and its head sticking up out yeah. of the earth. Yet there were no reports of earthquakes, tidal waves, <laughs> no one died. Yeah. <laughs> they just had this cataclysmic event, and there's this celestial being whose head is sticking out like like when there's a turd sticking out of your ass when you're kind of constipated. But nothing happened. They just all go, "Hey, we saved the day. Wonderful." How's about those Avengers? It was like, and like, why didn't she? Why didn't she turn it to ice so it eventually would slowly melt? Now you got that hand sticking there forever. Yeah, it's like it's a new mountain range that's bigger yeah. than Kilimanjaro. Wait, what? What's that? What's In that term? Turtling? Celestial was turtling out of the uh, the Indian Ocean, I guess. And it's like, and no one, nothing happened. Nothing came from it, and there were too many Eternals. We didn't need it was like ten of them. Like, we didn't need. We didn't need uh, Kumal Nanjani's Eternal. We didn't need Salma Hayek's Eternal. It was a waste of time. We, we didn't need. We didn't need half the Eternals at <laughs> it all. Sounded like sounds like based on the running time that it, the it was based on the length of the movie is called Eternal, Eternals. Um, I I only read that it was there's a good movie in there somewhere, but they had too many characters and even at three hours, not enough time to flesh out the characters. But this is what I get pissed off every time. Think of the introduction of Spider-Man into Civil War and how 
in less than 10 minutes, boom, you got the story. But forget him. Let's use an animation film. Up! The story of Carl and Ellie, where they explain this old couple in the span of however many things in five minutes. And you got that they that was better exposition than a lot of films I've seen in the last 10 years. And it was all visual. Even in times of superhero movies, Zack Snyder did the whole Minutemen story in Watchmen, Watchmen in the opening credits. You found it, out everything yeah. that happened. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And boom. Why couldn't we get that? Instead, we get flashbacks of them in Babylonian oh, times. Fuck me. It, it was just dumb. Everything about it was dumb. And for supposed super gods that they were supposed to be, they were some of the most weak back-ass people I've ever seen. They had the worst power. Like, you know what? like the absolute worst power. The one guy, I point in a laser. What is the pointing for? It's like you're pointing and a laser comes out of your finger. Like, what is that? I thought it was okay. I didn't, I really don't have a problem with it. It's just, I mean, it's like, but it could have been on Disney plus. It didn't yeah. need to be a big feature movie, it's but right. uh, it's, it's the avoidance. That's what it was. <laughs> the one, um, the one thing that they avoided that I was like thankful for was that they didn't make Sprite like a wise ass. Cause that's like so standard now that you have a oh, wise ass kid. Fuck. Yeah. You know, right. That's Steven Spielberg's Always. problem, you know? But, uh, but yeah. they didn't. They just they made the character likable. It was fine. But that was the biggest thing going into it is, like, if they have a wise-ass little kid in this movie, um, then I, that they're going to lose me, you know, like they no. did with Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi <laughs> no. stabbed a knife in me. Oh, my God, man. Listen, uh, let, we can we can start talking about that because I just saw it last night for the first time. Oh, and... hold on. Before we move on. Oh, uh, please, please. For please. the guys who saw it, the after credit scene, did that – do a thing for either it's like who gives who gives a shit who gives a crap yeah. hey guys it's star fox and pip the troll yeah <laughs> <laughs> west coast event like, west like, coast what avengers the hell is, yeah. who gets and then the black star knight fox. thing come on those those are all the hacks remember the west coast avengers or whatever back in yeah. the 80s it was just um yeah. the Scrubs. who gives a shit characters and the black knight didn't need to be in this movie either you had nah. 50 million <laughs> eternals to introduce yeah well, okay we're gonna stick in this guy who will make a hero later, but we just want to introduce you to him now. Carrie? Like after after we talk about all this stuff, I'd like to come around to like, do, do you guys really care about the Marvel Universe anymore? Well, we'll we'll table that right at the end. Yeah, because, that's uh, yeah, what I want to do. Got, let's let's go through the films first. So I do have um, opinions. <laughs> yes, Gary. <laughs> no, you know what? That's fine. I'll, I'll I'll tag along with Wayne at the end because I I just I had a question about like Marvel and where we're headed and that kind of yeah. stuff. So I, I can wait. I can wait. Okay. Um, yeah. I like so I saw, I saw the film because I was like trying to force my way through, and about as soon as they got to the point where I, I, okay, I understand that they can't have one of the main characters called the protagonist Chinaman the whole time. They can't um, in, in 2021, like they do in Shang-Chi, the actual character. But the people don't understand. Uh, like, they made this sort of secondary, tertiary, like, I don't know. Shang-Chi was not even a major title back in the day, even though it lasted like 120 issues or 125 issues. Mm. But he was just, the the, the, the height of, the, the the passing of Bruce Lee, everybody went kung fu and karate crazy in the seventies. That's like the the you know people have to understand the context. Deadly hands of kung fu, oh, all yeah. this shit, and kung fu um, fighting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was just as they called them chop sake films, and um, they 
like it, there were so many things, but he was, you know, the MI6 connection, I would have definitely, even if they didn't go R-rated, which I wanted them to do, you know, uh, there's nothing like a guy who can, master of martial arts who never kills anybody. Um, yeah. Then they should have gone the spy route and made it low key. When they first brought in that fucking, when they brought that Mandarin, they brought Ben Kingsley, Ben yeah, Kingsley that was in uh, and there was that, and then they brought in what their version of fucking Gizmo from the Gremlins. Uh, I know, I know. And I, I, they lost me at that point. I would have put That's... my, I would have fucking thrown something at the screen if I'd been in the theater. No, um, I was in the theater, and I was like, God damn! Like I was sitting next to a movie Steve, <laughs> right? And I was like, God damn it! They said that he's the Jar Jar Binks of the Marvel universe. Yes, and they, they, they did it again. The yes. shittiest Marvel movie, Iron Man three, and the shittiest thing in that movie, they brought it back and. It's, it's like they doubled down on making me see it again. Yes. And, and so there was no reason for There was no reason for any of that in the film. Gizmo, the faceless animal or, no. or and that guy. There's no reason for it. OK, well, listen, just let's let's even table it this way. The Mandarin. OK, granted. OK, it's a character you can't really do. Fu Manchu, you can't do. Tony Lung was good. But my <laughs> God, like he all he had to do was sort of. It, it wasn't like there was a big high bar to pass with all the cast he had. Um, mm. The Mandarin's powers might be the coolest character in all of Marvel history. Ten rings, yeah. each one with a different power. You could have such fun with that with the effects people. You made them now like friendship bracelets on like five on either arm. And they're like um, – they're almost like um, – you remember, you remember those boots they wore in ancient Rome with the string going up like uh, crossways across the, like up the leg? Yeah, that's what it looked like those to me. Sandal boots. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely right. just I, the way that they they made it. Like I could understand certain liber liberties taking with the source material, but not that. Like why waste a one of the best know. villains in Marvel? You you could you could get so much real estate out of that character, and instead, no, he's going to wear all these you know like little bracelets, and that's the ten rings of power. <laughs> what? Yeah, I hated <sighs> the bracelets thing. The bracelets thing was stupid. It should have just been the ten rings that did what they do in the comic books. I also right. have an issue with the way that they have basically just pussied out on the Mandarin thing. Yeah, we yeah. get it. When the Mandarin was created, it was racist as all hell. Yeah. Fine. But the character still exists in your comic books because mm -hmm. writers have taken what was a awfully racist concept, yes. updated it to the modern times, and created a multifaceted mm -hmm. character that you can use all over the Marvel Universe. Why mm -hmm. is it that the movie goes, well, when he was created, it was, you know, it was racist. We can't do that. Right. Right. It's not racist anymore. Yeah, we, right. Don't make the racist version of Mandarin. Make the version that you see in the comics now. Like, why are you guys acting like, oh, we can't possibly? Like, why right. it's dumb. The, the, his name is not Chink. It's not like it's not like <laughs> man. Like that's the way they're treating it. His, they, yeah. They're going look if if. If, if change his name to egg roll, then if that bothers you, change his name to I don't know, um, fucking <laughs> like, chop suey. What's his like? What's his there's name? A, there's a Wonder Woman like, villain called Egg Foo that is basically just a giant <laughs> egg that looks like a racist character of a Chinese person. DC can never put Egg Foo in a movie because there's nothing you can do with Egg Foo because everything about it is racist as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we never talked like about Wonder Woman. You, you you can't make a modern day. You can't update Amos and Andy. You know what I no, mean? It's just no, no, you can't. Work. 
No. So long it's like you said, it's not egg foo or egg roll or, you know, <laughs> Chinaman or whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, you can't use those offensive terms, but yeah, it's it's not there are racist characters that you can't update. The Mandarin is not one of them. And Marvel just continues to double down, keep bringing back uh, the and weirdo Gandhi. actor guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's, he, they think it's comic relief. I don't see the it's comic not. relief. It's oh. just like Wayne said. That's Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And then they like they they double Jar Jar Binks did by adding that little CGI critter thing that was running yeah, around with him too. It was unnecessary. Oh. Like the choices in this movie were just insane. The, it the didn't make sense. Was a dumb choice. Uh, they got a map. They got a map of how to get to the place, so the bad guy knew how to get to the place, right? Because of that little, um, you know, map thing that they showed right. that was on the floor. So why did they need that stupid faceless thing to get them there when they had the map? Uh, because we needed no, a car scene. <laughs> they didn't even put out a toy. They didn't put a toy out for that thing. So what was the point? I don't know. And I, this is the thing that bothers me the most. Like they, they okay, Wong is in there. Fine. They, they want to tie it in. There is no need to make, there's a little bit of mysticism in the in mythology of Shang-Chi, the character. Because I loved it growing up. I loved even some crossovers. You'd have Iron Fist and Power Man, which would have been good if they hadn't twinked him up and uh, if they just made it a little less woke and uh, done more work on the casting. But if you went that route and made it a spy thing and made it rated R, I mean, you've already done it with Deadpool. Why not do it with another couple of characters? And, and with Doctor Strange, it doesn't mean they can't cross over into these PG other mm. films and be, you know, kind of tamed down there. Um, but th there was no need to throw this dragons and shit. It's it's about a guy who's who knows the martial arts. It's not about the mysticism. They decided to go through this fucking trope of we have to have this big motherfucker battle at the end. No, you don't. You don't. You could make it one on one, two on one. You can make him do like a game of death type thing where he's going through all the pagoda and he's going through different villains to get to the boss like every good martial arts film does. There's always like a couple of villains you got to get through. And that's a formula that totally would work with this. But no, they decided you paid your however much money you paid for your tickets and you got your popcorn and you got the figurines. We have to make this so that it's always the end of, of the Avengers or it's the end of yeah. Iron Man, this big motherfucker battle. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can get look at Endgame. Endgame had a lot of action, but it landed on a downer and it was still massively successful. You don't have to always have the good guy triumph. You don't always have to have all this shit happen. Uh, it was a wasted opportunity. And if I had to give it a fucking score, I'm giving it a, a four tops. When, um, well, the other thing, too, is the, the post credit scene, you know, when they had um, they had to bring in Captain Marvel too. might as well might as well go for broke. Oh, and I, I was like, why is why is she there? Like, why, you know, why, why, you know, would they not have a budget to have a cameo <laughs> by somebody better? You know, like, why wasn't um, Doctor Strange there? Yes. Well, because I guess because Wong is in the film and that's your that's your representation there. But and, you know, mm. um the 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 tie-ins like if you want to tie them in with other characters there's ways to do it i read somewhere that she's actually not going to be captain marvel going ahead they're getting rid yeah, of I heard that so couldn't, yeah, couldn't, I heard that. couldn't have heard better news uh yeah. and if they put the um the chick who played um um the, her friend in the captain marvel film who was a better actress i forget her name yeah. if they make her captain yep. marvel that's way better for for all concerned she's yeah. dead at a uh, character What's that? Be her daughter. 
That oh yes, her, her daughter. Yeah, Monica Monica yeah. Rambo. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. like the like the next um the next one in training. But right. um and good, we won't have to sit through that vocal fry and all the rest of it, you know. <laughs> Even for the ten, the ten seconds that she was on on the screen at the end of Shang Chi or whatever, she still had to do the vocal fry. Yeah, you know, that that the Jaja between the Jaja Binks and then that was just like the kick in the ass out the door for for me, you know. It was like yeah, well, wonderful. Well, the, the martial the arts. Money. Yeah, the martial arts choreography was good. It was actually very good. But again, it was reminiscent of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon or Hero or any of those type of kind of artsy martial arts from I didn't have a problem with that. And the casting, for the most part, was OK. Now, the, the main character, that's always going to be a tough one because they wanted to make this the Asian Black Panther. Basically, we want to tap into right. the market. And then they never ended up getting shown in China, from what I understand. China wouldn't show the movie. So they could have had the Mandarin. Yeah, they could, they could have had. They could have had him uh, like operate his own fucking tank. You no know, good. Joint. That's <laughs> that's uh, two things I never want Disney to get involved in. I don't want them to touch Star Trek. I don't right. want them to touch James Bond. Two yeah. things I don't want them to have anything to do with because then they'll they'll pussy it up or whatever, and you know they'll be too afraid because of the money in China. That's why we didn't get the the Shang Chi we wanted. It's awful. Yeah, we'll, I mean, I w we'll, yeah. you see what they did with you see what they did with Star Wars. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Well, Disney but, thinks they're smarter than everybody else. They think yeah. we and the other. They're also thinking theme parks. They're thinking oh, what yeah. characters can we sell instead of let's make a good fucking movie. Because here's the thing: you make like Shang Chi an R-rated film. Yeah, you're not going to get the kids, but you know what you are going to get the adults going to see it three times because they loved it yeah. that much, and they're the ones paying for the kids' tickets anyway. So, you know, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot by going for the mass appeal, in my opinion, with certain of these films. And like I said, Deadpool made shitloads of money with the adult crowd. So exactly. you don't have to pander to every common denominator. Derek? Well, I think where they really screwed up with Shang-Chi is they didn't want to make a Shang-Chi movie. They wanted to make Iron Fist. But they yes. couldn't make Iron Fist because, much like how they are with the Mandarin, the idea of the white guy who goes into some Asian place and becomes the chosen one doesn't sit well anymore. So let's just take Shang-Chi, make it into an Iron Fist movie. So that whole special land place, that's basically uh, Shy Lai where yeah. Iron Fist got his powers from. He's mm -hmm. yeah, I know, I didn't even think of that. Well, he's fighting the dragon. <laughs> you're right. Like well, yeah, you're right. But these things happen. I mean, the, the film Iron, Mark Salzman made Iron the Iron and Silk is a great, great film. And it's about a guy that goes to learn Wushu in China, in communist China, of course. And uh, like there's any other kind. Um, and uh, he he goes and, and it literally is and uh, it's biographical. So you get the woke crowd. You just throw them throw them this like, look, there's precedence. It's not just you. Know, why do you have to see race everywhere? It's just based on a comic book movie. It's based on a comic book. Fuck you. Allow this guy to go there. Next time we'll have his his, his girlfriend or the protagonist will be Puerto Rican. Does that make <laughs> is your quota now satisfied? I mean, fuck it. But you know what? If, um, has, uh, if yeah, they Wayne? made this, if they made these movies rated R, does anybody think that nobody gets into rated R movies if you're underage? <laughs> like seriously, there's nobody. They're, they're, even at the theater I go to, is a huge theater. But yeah. there's nobody, there's no gatekeeper. You just walk in and they scan your phone and you go off you go. 
right, somebody yeah, looking right. at you, I, looking at your license, or if you got your father with you. It's like in my day or whatever back, you know, back in my day. No, but um, seriously, you had to have your father bring you to see Conan or whatever was rated out <laughs> right. Excalibur. Like uh, I mean, my father I, had to take me to see those. Yeah, you want to hear famous, or, I, I famously took my my son to see the Watchmen, and I I was I straight up wasn't paying attention i didn't even yeah. realize it was r-rated till we were in there mm. and my son was like seven or eight at the time Ew. and no one said no one said a goddamn thing and we're sitting <laughs> in there and there's schlongs everywhere and they <laughs> in a rape scene and my son was really sensitive back then you know i'm like holding my hand over his eyes <laughs> I traumatized him for life. Dyfus is in getting in touch with you. No, here's a question. Here's a question. Um, let's think, for example, of okay, I, I you two we want to talk bad bad parenting. I went to see the uh the Cronenberg ver- film uh crash, you know, of the HG Wells. Oh <laughs> some parents brought their four-year-old in. They paid for wow. them to oh sit my through God. it. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! That, you that can't film, tell me. That you is, can't tell me oh. there was no babysitter for that. Right, right. That film is so creepy, man. Like oh, they're all fuck. getting off on on uh, car wrecks sexually. Yeah. I mean, fucking was, open wounds. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I can. Win, I can win this challenge, though. There's, yeah, I didn't know there was a movie. Oh there's, there's a. I, I didn't know there was a movie for that. That's um. That's oh, what yeah. like. It's it's crashed like the ball is a ballad. What's the ballad? Yeah, the J. G. Ballard. Book. Okay, yeah. yeah, I didn't know there was a movie for it. Yeah, lo- yeah most yeah. people don't know there's a movie version of Tropic of Cancer, the Henry Miller book, and it, yeah, that's it's, what, yeah. That song, I think, Warm Leatherette's based on Crash, right? The song. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Derek, I can win the bad parenting when you take your children inappropriate movies contest. <laughs> My dad okay. used to because there was a drive-in theater. In Delaware, the Naaman's Theater. And okay. my dad used to like to go to it. They would do double features. So he mm-hmm. would take, I was probably, say, around six. Okay. With a double feature of Black Mama, White Mama. <laughs> and some movie about uh, a women's prison that had Pam Greer in it. <laughs> Broads behind bars. <laughs> Nice. Where they were constantly being raped and abused, topless, oh. all through the movie. <laughs> oh man, six year old look that one up. <laughs> watching nothing but boobs all on a, on a giant outdoor screen. <laughs> so how has it, it, it affected you, Derek? As an adult, how has it affected you? <laughs> I think I can. I'm pretty well adjusted. <laughs> 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 one of my one of my friends took a date to see Basic Instinct, a first date. <laughs> oh, not a first date. Yeah. No. Uh, what, hey. was, what was the one? My first date was the one with um, oh, what was it? The the one with Michael Douglas and um, where they cooked the rabbit. Was oh, that, uh, that? Um, basic. No, sorry. Um, fatal Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Fatal yeah, attraction. that was the first date one for me. Or that was kind of cringeworthy. Whatever. Seeing that, Carrie. Oh, that movie was with Pam Greer was uh, the Big Dollhouse, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm reading the Wikipedia. The film follows six female inmates through daily life in a gritty, unidentified tropical prison. Do you remember it being yes. tropical? It was tropical. Uh, <laughs> there okay. were palm trees. Okay. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> was it in New Orleans? Jesus. Um, I, I wanted to, um, there's one guy, uh, he emailed me because one time on the QF, we, um, uh, maybe it was a Patreon. It wasn't a, it was a regular episode. And I quoted Tracy Millman when she was arguing with Bowie and said, how dare you, you fucking Adelphi graduate. And, um, and <laughs> some guy got kind of pissed because he attended Adelphi, not pissed, but he was like, You'll take uh, Howard's. You'll think Howard's full of shit on everything, but you believe him about Adelphi, and I, he didn't understand what I was referencing. So then he messaged and he said, "I, you know, I went to Hofstra. I went to this. I got my MA here, my PhD here, and I got my undergraduate degree in um, at Adelphi." And he said, "I was a an usher. At a, I was a like a ticket." collector at um a movie theater in long island because he grew up in long island he said wiggy tried to get in with a friend using fake id to see russ meyer's super vixens (laughs) 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 he says he remembers him trying to get in and he wouldn't let them in and i remember thinking to myself wow that's super vixens is quite a hetero you know film to go see yeah when we when we have like (laughs) we have evidence of him going to see um myra breckenridge uh, you know, again, and then being so charged up by it that he took off his shirt when he left the theater. Myra Breckenridge is about to tran- trance. <laughs> yeah, that's Raquel Welch, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and it was a bomb. A it was a massive bomb. Yeah. What a letdown. Oh, God. That was in the latest breakdown of the Colford special that where we just like, yep. you know, yep. this I, is the film you're go- you're this is the film you're going to go see a, a movie about a guy, a woman playing a man who is presumably trans, but isn't in the end. Uh, It's a little freaky. Um, Yeah. He he conned his buddies into going based on Raquel Welch, you know, like she's going to get naked. Right. Of course. And she's going to have, I don't remember any, I don't remember him talking about this. I must've missed this. Well, it was, it was in the Colford book, which I'm assuming he got oh, from okay. whatever early interviews he did with Newsday. Cause that back when that was we probably was before we were more, like, before I was listening big time. Right. Uh, yeah. So should we get into the, um, the, uh, the arc of the Marvel movies and which like what's left of the corpse? Because, um, the TV shows, I don't know how well they're performing. How do you, how does one get this metric of WandaVision and, uh, Loki and stuff? Cause I've not seen any of it and, uh, I have Man, no one, interest one, really. WandaVision, I I watched like the first two and I kind of never went back to it. Uh-huh. Mm. But then I heard on Jim and Sam, they kind of gave a synopsis of it. And I was like, okay, now I don't need to see any of it. Because I guess nothing, <laughs> there's no need, you know. <laughs> that works. But, Disney yeah. would love to hear that. <laughs> Can yeah. You... WandaVision oh, was, I was like just a cocktail oh. the whole way. <laughs> That's all it was. I, I was just going to say, Fillmore, I don't know if it were you and I were talking about it on, on uh, you know, texting each other or Messenger or Twitter or something, but um, it's, is it, and you guys would all know. So the Fantastic Four is back in the Marvel Universe, right? It's away from 20th Century Fox. Um, I don't know if it's a way, but I think it's been given to people with supposedly it's been given. Well, we don't know anymore after Shang-Chi and fucking Eternals, but it's supposedly been taken away from their control in terms of creative control, uh, right. whether or not whether or not they still have a piece of it as uh, they probably still do. But I think they're just saying, look, you guys can now make your stuff with it and hope. And, okay. and so because you, you're because you're are you hoping holding out hope that they'll finally get it right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I'm, I, and I was curious whether you know, like with the Easter eggs and the, you know, and the stuff they're doing in trailers and 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 at the end of the Marvel, you know, the latest Marvel movies, maybe they're dropping hints of a Fantastic Four movie coming out. Yeah, like 
hopefully, you know, to incorporate it in. I mean, because they can do so much with it if they ever get it right. But well, yeah, like Lena Dunham as the thing would be perfect. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, like uh, maybe uh, <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith as Sue Storm. And uh, oh, I mean, God. this the idea that they had is it Michael Michael P. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, right. Was that, is that his name? They had yeah. him as Johnny Storm in that yeah, last that right. remake. Right. And that was horrible. That like, was. Wasn't that just like I didn't understand the logic. I did not understand. Like, we want to make this more inclusive. It's a story about four white people went up to space in a rocket ship. What's racist about it? They happen to be white. <laughs> and I mean, if they wanted to, if I mean, I don't know. It, it didn't matter. I mean, I like him. I think he's a I think he's a pretty good actor and he phenomenal does, actor. Um, yeah. And he does action movies. Great. So, yeah, if they wanted to go that route. Okay, then if you if he's gonna have if he's gonna be a brother, then he should probably have a black sister. I don't know. And then yeah. you know, why, you know, why not have them all be black? I didn't understand why you make one person and that doesn't look it'll like tokenism. Like it'll be like the black odd couple. Like remember that? <laughs> <laughs> are you guys you guys probably don't remember that? Well now oh there's the God, black it was, um, the black wonder years. It was right? Ron it was it was Ron Glass. No, this yeah, was a like Script by yep. script remake yeah. with Ron Glass as Felix and Lamont from Sanford and Son as as um, Oscar. Like it was yeah. so Des- Desmond Wilson or something. Yeah, Demond. Yeah, Demond. Yeah, yeah. And then all of the all of the ancillary players were. I think like the the Louis the cop or whatever was still like everyone else was were the same people that used the exact same sets. I mean, it was, oh, wow. it was so bad. Yeah, I remember I that. I have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I don't know that, uh, that aside though. So creative control of the fantastic four is back with Marvel. I I mean, have you guys heard or seen anything, any drops, any, any, anything involving the four? No. And I think what's going to, what's happening is, and I'm not, I can't, I can't know for sure, but I thought that I, since the, since this fourth, what's it called? The fourth arc or the fourth, um, installment and fourth phase yeah sorry my mistake guys the fourth phase of the mcu is not really i mean they're making money i'm sure they're making their money back but it's not turning into this blockbuster motherfucker hit because i see at the dollar store reams of eternal stuff like the way you know they thought uh the sylvester stallone film fist was going to be huge so they had all these fist (laughs) belt buckles you know in a warehouse somewhere in a landfill with atari cartridges and um they, they like it's clearly no one gives a shit about the Eternals. So um, that if the Phase Four doesn't work, they're going to have to have a hard reset and go back to a, a a key team. And if that's the Fantastic Four, if it isn't the Avengers or a revamped Avengers, which you could always keep going with the Avengers, just change the characters, then. Uh, they're going to need another team base to build the universe around, and that would be Fantastic Four in my in my as my opinion that's the way i see it and then, well, then, but then that's that's tentpole then that's hinging on them being successful with it and i don't trust them to not fuck that up somehow so they could do that I they could bring back a real galactus they could bring yes. um so a real silver surfer they yeah. could um and then the eternity and also also have the guardians of the galaxy involved which we've completely you know, right. i don't know why we don't you know if they do it right oh. Don't they have the the scrolls and the super scrolls with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Am I remembering that right from the comic books? 
uh, the, yeah. I think I think that yeah they did, but they were like <laughs> Fox commandeered the rights to the Kree and the Skrulls, uh, oh. you know, for their own stupid purposes, and then you, you they were like almost an afterthought in uh, Captain Marvel. Um, I mean, once you start getting in that realm, you have so many more options that it's, it's like right. it writes itself. So I don't know which way they're going to, they're, if they want to go family friendly the whole way, I think it's a, mis- it's a mistake. It's short term. It's, uh, they're not thinking about what they could build on. And uh, like I said, if you well, want, already, and if you want to go family friendly, like I said, get power pack, you've got to get, power but they've pack. already tried it. They, they already, they, 20th century Fox already tried and failed. Yeah, with Fantastic Four as a family-friendly uh, property, if you will. And if you right. read the comics, it was never family-friendly, really. No. I mean, I know they made a, the cartoon, and that was like my first exposure to it in the in the late '60s. Kirby the started, <laughs> but when I started reading the comic books, it wasn't kid-friendly. It really wasn't. I mean, there was no. a lot of you know, you know, a lot of issues like uh, when when um, Johnny Storm went to college and he was. Um, but he had his girlfriend was like a scroll or something. I don't, I don't know, but there's it all these conflicts, you know, and it, then his sister was pissed off and, you know, and it, I mean, it was, you know, Sleeping all with this the adult stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, Derek, what's your take on the, uh, the whole phase four? I mean, aside from, aside from, for example, Dr. Strange, the next doctor, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. This new Spider-Man I'll probably go see, but again, I have no interest. It looks like they're bringing uh, in Alfred Molina or from the trailer to be Dr. Octopus, which is a great move. In my opinion, he's a great actor. Um, even if they have to CGI his, his jowls. Um, but, um, what do you, what's your take on what's, what's happened so far with this phase four? I think what they're doing now is they've got people basically like programmed that all of this stuff is connected. And so I need to watch mm. this movie. So I know what's going to happen in this movie and it's all yeah. leading up to this big movie. And it's honestly not like that anymore. We're not leading yeah. up to uh infinity war. So mm-hmm. Eternals, you sit through this extra long movie and the after credit scene is really like nothing. That after credit scene didn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah. And Black Widow's thing, she's dead. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, so you watch that because you oh, we have to know what's going on here so we know what's coming next. And they tried to yeah. play into that with uh, her little sister. But yeah. who knows where that's going? Like, is there an Avengers movie on the horizon? No one has said anything. So where's that even leading to? So they're basically... They're going to have to start making this stuff connect because after a while, the people who they've got programmed to see everything because it has to be seen. So I know what's going on in Marvel movie number 17 is yeah. they're going to start being like, well, this shit doesn't matter anymore. So I don't need yes. to see this. I'll That's just right. see the, I'll see Dr. Strange because he's got a uh, Scarlet witch in it. I'll see the Spider-Man movie because Iron Man's in it, that type yeah. of thing. But yeah, so they're either going to mm-hmm. have to start connecting dots or, <laughs> They're going to have to start making like that's, actual movies that matter to people more. They're going to start calling it Marvel Team Up. <laughs> yeah. Which is what they've been doing for <clears throat> for pretty much the last 10 years has been Marvel yeah. Team Up. Yeah. Those and the Fantastic, the Fantastic Four thing, oh, they've sorry. got the rights back. I think there was a certain date that Fox would have needed to make another shitty movie. To retain the right, <laughs> right. That's, okay. that's, that's true. They didn't do it, so it reverted back to Marvel. So it's theirs. Yeah, I think okay, it's the great. same. Uh, I think the X Men they might have like worked something out with them, but I think 
Fantastic Four is just theirs. And mm-hmm. while there's nothing official coming out from Marvel, every all the fans keep assuming that because Kang was introduced in Loki and Kang is an ancestor of Reed Richards, that means the Fantastic Four are coming in like the Ant-Man movie. And because mm-hmm. they're doing the Secret Wars thing with the scrolls as a series on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and I honestly have no idea how when they made the scrolls into cuddly, fun <laughs> friends of humanity in that Captain Marvel movie, why the <laughs> hell are they going to be doing a Secret War and impersonating people on Earth? Yeah. Who knows? It's supposed Chilling. to be our friend, but it'll probably be some benign reason and it'll just be a name only like uh, that Ultron movie was. But there's like no concrete stuff coming out, but people are just assuming. Yeah. Like connect, connecting dots where there are none, which is, to take it all back to, that, to Disney Plus, every fucking Marvel TV show basically tickles your balls with a feather. But then, yeah. no then walks away from you when you're rock hard waiting for yeah. something to happen. Nothing That's comes. That's bad. WandaVision was basically, it, was, it, it wasn't just fans. It was Marvel 2. The people who worked on that show were yeah. all feeding into the Mephisto thing. Mephisto, mm-hmm. Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Mephisto's behind it all. Mephisto's coming. And no Mephisto. Even Fuck now them. with the Hawkeye show, oh, right. Kingpin. Kingpin's coming. It's going to be Kingpin. And I'm like, maybe it will be, but it's just as possible it could be Crossfire, the or or the guy who juggled, who used to fight Hawkeye in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it's like Sam, <laughs> so, Sam Roberts. Speedball. Sam Roberts pointed, He pointed it out. He said, "There's no reason to watch these shows because there's nothing changes from before the show to after. Everything yeah. just gets, you know, it really has nothing to do with anything by the end. You know, as you know, that's the truth. You know." Mm-hmm. The other thing I've really had it with is um, why can't we have a Spider-Man that's just a goofy kid in a costume? Why does he have to have stock tech every single movie? Well, yeah, like, because, because that you're Iron, still selling Iron different. Man. Yeah, because you got to sell different characters, right? You can't just sell He-Man. You got to sell Battle Armor He-Man as well. Yeah, right. You got to sell, sell menstrual, you know, She-Ra and shit. But if they if they bring up Tony Stark in this next movie, it's just like it's gonna uh, enough already, you know. It just um. Spider-Man, what you're basically saying is, like, the the flagship character of the Marvel Universe isn't good enough to stand on his own without Iron Man armor, you know? Yeah. It's it's bad. How many origin origin story movies are we up to with with Spider-Man? There are at least three, right? Well, how many times did you tell an origin story? They didn't give a... For this one, they didn't give an origin story. (laughs) Batman's been doing it since the '60s, hasn't he? (laughs) (sighs) It's 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 super sad. If they were smart with Batman, what they do is set it set it in like the '40s or something. Without you know, make it back in the old days. Why does Batman have to be current? Mm -hmm. You know, like the same Mm kind of like what they did with Man from Uncle. I kind of liked liked how they did that. You know, in that movie, they set it back in the time. Um, yeah. James Bond might be best back in in the, the uh, stuck in a sixties time. Sixties, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could do that now. I mean, it's funny because I was watching. <laughs> I was watching Thunderball not too long ago. Okay, and <laughs> James Bond's basically raping women. 
I mean, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? He's like, he's like grabbing, you know, the girl that works at the yeah. at the gym, and and he's like, you know, oh, come to me, and he's like forcing her down, and yeah, oh, James, and it's yeah, like, I watched it recently too. <laughs> yeah, but so I don't, I don't know if you can like kind of put that modern day sensibilities back into a time when we knew when we know there weren't those sensibilities you know what well, i mean well it could like, be i mean it would be like james bond set in like a, you know like mad men time even sure ah right yeah that's, but you, you know saying. what let's put th- let's put it this way you would definitely have to make it rated r and you know not kiddify it you know what i mean yeah. if you if you, did, if you treated it that way yeah then it then it would be that would be the way to do it if you were going to do it you know but uh you know, the, but the way they made those movies with Sean Connery back then were just—I mean, you look at them now and it's, you just laugh. Well, yeah. I mean, the, how many women did he slap over the whole time? And then you think about yeah, the Barbara Walters interview where he goes, uh, "Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't change anything." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was his line? Some women deserve a slap. Yeah. He said he said something like he goes she goes do you think it's good he goes no I don't think it's good I think it's uh you know women sometimes they have a way of you know they uh they want the last word and you give them the last word and then it's not enough I said then and only then I think it's the right move <laughs> Sean Connery the only man who could say that without a a hint of irony and like mean yeah. it and then not have women like t- for um cuz he's just that much of a man He's like the Chuck yeah, Norris uh, memes start coming out. He's like, I could slap him on the ass. Nothing's going to happen. And uh, and they, they'll they be hot for me, even as an older man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> so rest in peace, uh, 007. Um, well, if that's – unless you guys got anything more, I we, we probably should just wrap this one up. Um, just one more thing, though, I got to ask. Um, are you guys looking mm-hmm. forward to either of the Doctor Strange or the Spider-Man films? Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange. Spider-Man, I might just see if there's nothing else to do. Okay. I'll, I'm, yeah, I'm guaranteed to see it, but I'll probably be cringing with all the stock tech through the whole thing. Okay. Yep. Gary? Same, same here. I would watch um, it, I would watch Doctor Strange, but, you know, the Spider-Man, I, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. I'm tapped out on Spider-Man. Strange is definitely in my wheelhouse, but uh, if they start yeah. to go uh, cutesy and invite, like, uh, all of a sudden there's going to be, like, Ewoks or some shit in the film, then I might have to give <laughs> Doctor Strange the permanent heave-ho as well. Um, anything the you want to... Yeah, Wayne, yeah. anything? Any closing thoughts? Yeah? Yeah, one movie that we never talked about is how they ruined Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and was that... How bad, how bad was it? It was the same director, just, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's just horrible. Yeah. It was, it was like, it, I like, you know, that was another. It was almost as bad as Green Lantern, where I was like, I don't give a shit about any of this. And it was like just uh, too over the top '80s that it, it looked fake. Mm-hmm. Um, the CGI, there was like a fight in that mall that looked ridiculous. But it's just like the the one before it was so good, and now I think they kind of tanked Wonder Woman. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I never got to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never got to talk any- about it. Patty Jenkins had this idea in mind where she wanted, because she loved the uh, Linda Carter TV show, Wonder Woman TV show. So she basically wanted to do a movie that was basically like in the spirit of that, which I understand and I get. But mm-hmm. that TV show was terrible. <laughs> <It> was like, <laughs> like, like, we weren't watching it the for s- the content. Yeah. 
take off the nostalgia glasses and recognize that the 70s Linda Carter Wonder Woman show was not a good show. Yeah. So do it in spirit, but don't do it like that. She just basically like was in this whole Wonder Woman is about love. Love. No, yeah. Wonder Woman is about beating people up. Right. And she can love beating people up, but she needs to be beating people up. Okay, Carrie? <laughs> no, I was going to say the 70s Wonder Woman show. Yeah. I mean, look, this was right around the time of my, you know, sexual awakening. So, man, I was oh, all over Wonder Woman in the Carrie. 70s, man. I oh. loved it. <laughs> loved it. But, but with that being said, I remember the early versions were period pieces. They were like, you yeah. know, Wonder Woman was back in the 40s and fighting, you know, Nazis and the Japanese yeah. and all this stuff. And they would have, have shows about that. But mm-hmm. then I want to say maybe the last season or the last two seasons, they went into this, oh, Wonder Woman's, uh, you know, Wonder Woman is modern in the 80s. And I'm like, um, how did that happen? And then they still have the same cast. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Well, if... um. Shouldn't Lyle Wagner be like you know? I think they, like, I think it was supposed to be his like grandkid or something ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was but then all the villains, like all the vi- villains, became like um, Doctor Shrinker type bad guys. Right, like right. Sid but but it, it, yeah. But it it was like it, it you know even as as hot as Linda Carter was back then and watching it just to see her the 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 stories were so bad. That it yeah. was just like, yeah, I lost interest. I'm like, oh my god, this is horrible. True and confession. Right. And and, and, it, and it seemed like that's what they were trying to recreate in that second movie. And it's like, you want to recreate that? That was the worst part of it. True confession. When I when I would watch that for a TV show, the Wonder Woman, the the that the original one. Um, well, there's no other one. But the, the, when I was watching it, it was never with the sound on. <laughs> 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 anyway guys thank you so much for joining on this one i uh, hope you guys all had fun we hope you guys have enjoyed this too uh radio karate is a uh is a sister show of qf it's a, there for you guys for shits and giggles and it'll be on all our podcast apps as well as youtube